What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back to Forbidden Knowledge News. I'm your host, Chris Matthew. Tonight, I want to welcome back to the show, Jay Widener. He is a renowned filmmaker, author, and scholar, considered to be a modern-day Indiana Jones for his ongoing worldwide quest to find clues to mankind's spiritual destiny via ancient societies and artifacts. His body of work offers great insight into the circumstances that have led to the current global crisis. He is writer-director of the feature film The Last Avatar, director of the critically acclaimed documentary Infinity, The Ultimate Trip, Journey Beyond Death, and writer-director of the documentary series on the work of Stanley Kubrick, Kubrick's Odyssey, and Beyond the Infinite. He has also been featured on the History Channel and has produced original content for Gaia TV. He has founded Sacred Mysteries together with his wife, Sharon Rose, and has directed 15 films in the current Sacred Mysteries DVD collection. Jay, welcome back. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How are you? Very good. Thanks for taking the time. Tonight's going to be awesome. We're going to talk secret societies and how they shaped almost everything in our lives with their influence through Hollywood and the media and now social media and any other rabbit hole we can travel through our conversation. And Jay, it's been a little while since you've been on, so tell us a little bit about what got you started down your path. Uh, well, that's a good question. Um, I had uh, <clears throat> some strange encounters uh, with uh, otherworldly figures as a young boy, uh, and then... <clears throat> In 1986, I had a shamanic experience, and that sort of ended my normal life. And I started getting into things like sacred geometry and alchemy and uh, things like that. And um, first, I was a very skeptical person, but um, I stuck with it. And then pretty soon, I realized that these books, these ancient books, were had great truths in them, and that... Um, uh, it, what looks like nonsense is not, and uh, and then I just you know kept building on it and building on it, and uh, still to this day I'm a, a you know rabid uh, learner, I guess a person who's really every day spend my time as much as I can when I'm not working out or meditating, you know, just devouring information. Very good, and tonight 
um, our topic, secret societies, and the information that influences us from everything to media, Hollywood, anything that we see basically um, is passed down information from secret societies to gain control and shape the way that the world is moving, shape the direction we're going. Um, how far back can we trace some of these teachings? Is it before Babylon? Uh, yeah, it would, it would probably... It, it, it can we go back to Atlantis? Yeah, um, Atlantis is probably where it was fi finally formulated as the, um, uh, how to use the etheric forces uh, for our own good. And, um, and, and then it went to, from Atlantis, you know, I'm having a, a tough time with history these days because now I'm reading uh, the Russian mathematician's books, uh, Anatoly Fomenko, about um, he takes lunar uh, eclipses and, and, and then he finds in history when they happened and he's squashing history up really to where the Egyptians may have been around, you know, as a gigantic civilization as little as 1,500 years ago. And he's kind of squishing history together. There's missing gaps, and it's fairly scholarly work. And um, <clears throat> and he tells the tale of a, of, a, of a gigantic, huge empire called Tartaria that uh, was all of Russia, almost all of China. It stretched all the way to Europe, and um, that the uh, the attacks, uh, so-called uh, uh, Genghis Khan attacks on Europe, are not really that at all. Those are these Tartarians, and they just they they are moving in to Europe and changing the way, and they're very advanced. And I think they were a remnant race of of, of the Atlantans, and they actually, I believe, even settled here in North America. And um, the secret societies that rule our world today, they wiped out the Tartarians, not just killed them all, but wiped them out of history. And, the, and there's a reason for that, because the Tartarians had a superior civilization, and they knew how to work the ether model, and the secret society does not. The one that runs the world today does not know how to work the ether model. They are, in fact, battling against it with all of their might and uh, creating fake physics and all sorts of st stuff that could easily uh, be explained by um, the uh, electric, electromagnetic plasma model of, of the universe. Uh, and, uh, you know, the ether is the, um, the occult way of describing what I would call electromagnetic plasma, which is everywhere. We know from the space shuttle experiment where they put the coil out the space shuttle, and a zap of like 100,000 volts went down the wire back into the space shuttle, nearly knocked it out. And also, in that same experiment, you watch this on YouTube, is that wires out in space and all these electromagnetic plasma orbs begin circling around it like fish around seafood, uh, right? And it's quite, quite amazing. And, and, you know, and that is like proof of this electroplasma uh, um, universe and the elites are just determined to destroy any knowledge of this and uh, any publicity given to it and you can tell by the tar leftover 
Tartarian architecture that they always use these spires uh, uh, and towers. And this is all part of uh, bringing down um, telluric forces uh, from, from above. And that's why the cathedrals were always built on the highest hill in the towns because as Falconelli, the alchemist, says, you know, these constructs, these cathedrals were not built for Christian worship. They were built as alchemical machines of some kind. And that's what they were. And, um, and so this is what must be dismantled, uh, not, not just on physically on the ground, but in our minds and in history. And this is the great struggle that, <clears throat> that is now missing from history. And it is absolutely a phenomenal story. And why they would wipe it out. And it was the secret society that rules our world today that wiped them out of history. Unfortunately, there were cartographers, and, uh, and of course, we have you know, diaries and histories like that. So we know that they, that they were there and that they were. So then the question you know, becomes why, did they, why are the rulers, the ruling class, wiping out these people? And then you realize that these people were in control of etheric forces, and you realize that. The elites could not think in that way for some reason. I'm not sure why, but they cannot think that everything with them is physic, physical. It has to be, uh, if you can't see it and can't hear it, it doesn't exist. We know this is BS because there's sound waves that we can't hear. There's light waves we can't see. So there's whole universes that we're, we're, we're not aware of. I take pictures with ultraviolet and infrared of just out in the sky in the blue sky on a clear day, and I will catch these little things that are flying around, but you can only see them in the ultraviolet. It looks sort of like, you know, sea creatures or something. And um, I'm not alone. There's a bunch of us doing this kind of work and finding these, that there's a bunch of things flying around us and living around us that we're not aware of. And they're electroplasma living sentient creatures. And that's what another thing that the... Um, the um, the secret societies, uh, they're, they're, they have some kind of blind spot to all of this, or they're just faking it and using this stuff, but don't want us to know about it, which could be true, because we know that Tesla also was using the same kind of telluric powers in his uh, Tesla towers, and uh, he was on to it, because in Serbia, there's a lot of leftover Tartarian architecture everywhere, and that's where he grew up. And so, you know, it's a fantastic story about um, missing history and then the manipulation of history. Fomenko says that pretty much the history that we think we know was written by two monks in the 16th century and that they just absolutely, and, and how they got busted was they would say, oh, this was the time of the, you know, the uh, eclipse of the moon in Aries, right? And then, uh, you know, eight months later, there was a lunar eclipse in, in Taurus, right? Well, he just got on a computer software and immediately looked, and there was no time like that. It was went way crammed forward. It was supposed to happen in like 1000 BC, but really it happened in 1000 AD. And they, get, they keep getting busted by this. And then all of these manuscripts that um, were so-called covered in the Renaissance and then copied over, that they're, they're all missing. We don't have those manuscripts. They're all missing. And we have copies of them written by other people 
Um, but we're not sure if even those are right. So, you know, history is not, um, it's an easily manipulated thing. Because you know what? The past doesn't exist. It doesn't. And it really doesn't exist. No matter what happened in the past, it doesn't exist right now in the moment. But they are manipulating our past so that we're always hating each other. That's another thing that these secret societies are doing. And so they, they, they create uh, schisms in every direction. You know, now there's a hundred genders and uh, uh, you know, uh, blacks should hate whites and get reparations. Uh, my family didn't get here until after slavery um, on either side. You know, I, I don't think that even the idea of me having to give reparations or something that I or my family or bloodlines never participated in seems like utterly ridiculous, but this is the secret societies, breaking everybody up, making men hate women and women hate men and uh, everybody hating everybody. And uh, Rudolf Steiner, the great uh, uh, esotericist, he said that at the end of time, it'll be everyone against everyone. And, uh, you know, it looks like that's why one of the reasons I go on these shows is because I ask people, do you really want, you know, society where we're all at war with each other? Women, do you really want to live in a society where your sons are hated, your husbands are hated, your uncles and fathers are hated just because everyone suddenly decided to hate men? And, uh, and, and, and realize how deep this manipulation is going, and then why? Why aren't they giving us solid information like there's this incredible empire called Tartaria that existed for hundreds of years, and, high, and then creating uh, fictional histories that just create everybody hating everybody. And um, I, I presume there's a plan. Um, to me, it looks... Like it's going to, like, I, I, I don't know, is it, it's going to backfire on them, I think. Um, lately here in southern Colorado, they've been, until today anyway, uh, spraying in the sky. I live in a place that gets very little air traffic. It's out in the middle of an 8,000-foot high desert. And, um, you know, we get the planes going to north and south going to albuquerque from denver and all that but we don't get much traffic but on certain days there will suddenly be a thousand uh, jets in the sky and i'm not joking and the entire sky goes silver and then you know you can't see the sun and i don't know if it's the dod doing something they don't want us to see i mean this is a perfect place to because it's so flat and high that you could paint the sky and then do some Yeah, you froze up there for a minute. If it all feels to me, pardon me. You froze up there for a minute, uh, right when okay. you started talking about when they were spraying the sky. Yeah, so if it is uh, 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 them uh, trying to curtail the population, and it could be because we know that's one of their big goals, then the question really becomes: Well, wait a minute, you know, they're going to get killed themselves, and their children will die from all this. Uh, stuff they're doing too. So that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But what does make sense to me, and this one kind of puts a shudder down my spine, is that it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <clears throat> they are terraforming our planet for somebody else. And they're just taking orders from somebody else. Somebody who's very patient, um, uh, someone who is very smart, someone who knows it isn't wise to go up against us face to face. So they have to do it in a in a in, a, in this kind of sinister way. And um, I think that the the more corrupt of a human race is doing their dirty work uh, for promises uh, that I don't I don't know. I mean. Betrayal of your own kind is kind of like I don't know what you're being promised. That's a pretty that's a pretty low crime, and um, so I don't know. That's that's pretty much my lowdown on what I think is going on as far as secret societies and and. Uh, I, I, well, you're right. I mean, they, there it seems like you know there's definitely a master plan, and they've done a great job of perverting these uh, alchemical teachings. You know, so many people think that it's evil. To, to dabble in any kind of magical practices or anything like that. They, they don't want people expanding their consciousness. They don't want people thinking about these things. And they do anything possible to pervert these teachings, uh, you know, make everything up is down, the evil is good, uh, everything is opposite. Um, and it seems like there's different factions that are doing this that are kind of competing for control. It could be that. Uh, it does feel like there's a mafia war going on of some kind. Uh, for sure, there's a war going on between the American secret societies, uh, American, European, but mostly American secret societies, and China. Um, Trump was sent in, I have no doubt now, after watching this thing going now for three years, he was sent in to destroy the Chinese. The Chinese were backstabbing everything going on. They were selling us substandard steel. Jay, you, you, you froze up again when you, when you started talking about you froze up again when you started talking about uh, Trump. Trump was bought, brought in to go against Trump the Chinese. Was in, Trump was brought in to uh, basically stop China. That they'd been caught cheating and lying so many times that they literally could not be trusted at the bargaining ta uh, table. A general, three-star general, told me that they he showed him samples of the substandard metal with a test from six different companies, all showing that it was only like 78% one alloy that should have been like 88%. And they said they just lied right to his face. And so I think that we're pulling away from China and uh, the secret societies are, and uh, it's very interesting to watch. And um, <clears throat> for some reason in the short run, they've decided to come back to the United States and um, as if we're the only safe place, maybe. And, it would, and I was talking to a guy who uh, lived in China for 10 years. He just moved back here to the States. And he told me, he said, man, you wouldn't believe it. And I said, 
He said, if you go to a Chinese version of Barnes and Noble or whatever, you know, their chain, bookstore chain, and you go into the political section, it's all conspiracy books from the United States conspiracy theorists going back like 30 years, and they're like devouring this stuff. That's all they want to talk about if you come over to our house for dinner is, who do you think running the world? And, you know, uh, and, it's, and it's like crazy. And, and so I think that, <clears throat> I think that, see, the whole plan of this thing uh, was to have uh, two, um, two races on earth. One race would be this ruling class race, and they'd live in their little enclave, and then the rest of us. And that's why they want us all to interbreed, which is going on with the advertising and the movies and everything. You're, they're clearly you know, trying to create a, a mixed race because they think it'll be easier to control, right? And um, so uh, all the cultures must go too. So in, in this process. So that's another thing that's going on. They're actually on purpose destroying our culture. I predicted, I was in Paris in 2008 with the History Channel, and I was, uh, uh, we were walking through uh, the park there, the beautiful park with the Rodin statues and uh, Marie Antoinette's uh, park. She made it, put it together. And it's just amazing sculptures of all the great artists right, in this beautiful setting, and I highly recommend everybody on earth go there, And I, but I had this vision that one day a mob would come in here with bats and bricks and break everything up, because that's the, they can't have, the ruling class secret society can't have any proof in, that in the past there was a culture superior to theirs. And all cultures in the past were superior to theirs. So they must completely destroy the past. You know, there must be a, you know, a, a Sherman's March to Georgia kind of thing. Just screw it up. Burn it down. And that's where we are right now. And I believe even the mobs that are protesting uh, in all these cities across the world right now, uh, and it's amazing how many are being uh, 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 mass demonstrations there are going on, and all power to these people for trying to find a way out of a really nasty situation. But I, 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 at heart, I believe that the super secret secret. I know why we're getting shitty reception. Hear me? I know why we're getting shitty reception. I need to change my my uh, Wi-Fi. Our troubles are solved. Are you at a crossroads in life with unanswered questions? How does your past connect to your present life? October Hallam can help you discover how your past connects to your present and is shaping your future. October is an intuitive, healer, empath, and medium with over 20 years of experience helping people navigate through some of life's greatest challenges. A recent client from Egypt says, October is pure magic. We keep coming back for more and recommended her to our closest friends. If you would like to book a session with October, please contact her at theancientgift222 at gmail.com. Good. All right. Perfect. Yeah. Now, um... 
you know, we were speaking about how the secret societies obviously have a plan for, for what's going on. And a lot of it starts with Hollywood and the media and how they shape us and culture creation. And now we have social media, which is like a super hyper version of the media where it's instantaneous. Uh, you know, they can get their ideas of what they want to come across instantly. And there's so many ways, you know, our phones are listening to us now. There's just so many ways to get these ideas into our heads and uh, a great brainwashing tool, you know? Yeah, and with the uh, uh, advent of uh, the new supercomputers, they're going to, you're going to be mentioning an idea to a friend on a phone call or an email or on Facebook, and it's going to process that instantly. And if it's a good idea, it will be sent straight into party headquarters where they will do it. Um, and you're never going to, you're, nobody's ever going to be able to own a copyright ever again. And this is like within three years of coming to us. Um, and it's, it's actually going to be jaw-dropping. And, I mean, they, they can do what now would take 20 years to do a calculation. They can do in 10 minutes, these new computers. And, and uh, they're going to be watching everything and everybody. Uh, any kind of threatening uh, language used anywhere will immediately be felt, hit by force. Probably social credits like they're doing in China right now where, you know, you do something wrong and pretty soon you can't buy food at the store. You can't get rent. Nobody will rent to you. And this is what they're, <clears throat> this is where they're headed. And, um, and so uh, my advice to everyone is, um, you know, I would try to, <laughs> something is going to go down in 2025. That's all I know. And it's going to begin this five-year epoch that goes to 2030 when they want their agenda 2030 put in place. So they have a series of events planned that are designed to scare, but also other things, people back into the cities. Uh, right here where I live in rural Colorado, they're shutting down all of the uh, coal-powered plants, and they have no, no backup. They're not they build a small solar farm, but, well, it's a big solar farm, but uh, there's a lot of people here. And so the first people that will go will be the poor people who can't afford the $200 a month electricity bills, right, or 300 or 400 uh, depending. And you can just see it. And then the last uh, shuts down in 2024, and this is everywhere in our country and everywhere in Europe and everywhere in Canada and Australia and New Zealand. We're all simultaneously the most powerful countries on earth are simultaneously committing suicide on the power front and we have no backup i mean we we can't even get anybody to agree on anything except solar and solar is really sporadic so you know i still say though to people if you can get out of the city and get on solar and grow some food because i think those i think electricity and food are going to be the two things that we're suddenly going to be sorely lacking in the not so near future. You know, I do a lot of futures trading and, um, and on the commodity markets. And, you know, uh, I, 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 I know that we're moving in to a very cold period uh, over the next few years. And today we've got our seventh blizzard and it's not even winter yet. And, um, so, you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm actually 
future betting that food prices are going to skyrocket. And, um, and, I, and I know I'm going to be right. So another thing you need to do is buy some food. Already processed food, uh, stuff that lasts 20, 25 years, freeze-dried. And um, I just highly recommend it. It's just I, I, I've got a bad feeling. Like, these guys like to use starvation as one of their weapons. And they're not telling anybody about the weather patterns. They're acting like it's something else. And <clears throat> so everybody's going to be caught unaware. Uh, but we're definitely moving into a, a mini ice age, and uh, this winter will prove it. Next winter will definitely seal the deal for anybody who d thinks that, that this isn't right. And uh, so you're going to see all sorts of crazy, sporadic weather. It's been raining in L.A. like for three straight days right now, and it's fascinating to watch. I keep the satellite thing going on my monitor. I'm constantly observing weather patterns, and this winter has been pretty hard. It isn't even winter. This late uh, late fall has been pretty wild. No, I I actually report uh, the earth changes that we're facing once a week, and things have been escalating. I've noticed changes for the past five years. Um, not only the weather, but earthquakes, volcanoes. Uh, there has been a dramatic increase in, in earth changes. Um, and what do you think that this is due to? Is this a natural cycle? Is there something from space that is causing this, or is it all the elites playing God, or all all of all of the above? It's well, the Chinese have been keeping sunspot records for 2,000 years, all right? So we can go to those and look, and we can see that every time, every 400 years, there's a period of time where there's no sunspots, and that correlates perfectly with the little ice ages that occur every 400 years, and we're in it. I mean, we're in that place. We haven't had a sunspots in a long time, maybe once every blue moon, but for the most part, the sun is completely blank. Uh, that, that means the electromagnetic field drops nearly down to nothing, actually. And that, that means the whole layer of protection that we have here on Earth is gone. But also, we have a commensurate drop in our own electromagnetic field because it's like a transformer on the sun and the Earth are like two transformers. It's forming power. When this dies, the other one dies. And, and ours is dying and also moving rather rapidly. And so what that does is now we have two shields uh, have dropped. And now all of the cosmic rays are getting in. And, the co and we, we know that people went crazy in the, four, in the mini ice age 400 years ago. Whole villages would go nuts, uh, riot, and burn down places. And, and, no, and nobody kind of knew what was going on. But this will be the first one where we're all communicating with each other. And so you're going to see... Um, you're going to see some crazy, crazy stuff over the next few years as these uh, people get bombarded by uh, by these uh, uh, by this radiation from space. And this is also, if you read um, Robert Felix's work on ice ages, this is also when species mutate and change um, is during these periods. And why? Because our, our DNA is being blasted by rays that normally we don't have. And so our DNA is changing, and probably in most cases it will be a deadly change, like cancer. I think the cancer will go up during this time period because of that too. And so um, it's, 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 what's going to happen is, is that all these like, silly things that we talk about in, in popular society, like um, transgenderism and, oh, are you gay and, oh, are you a racist and all that, that's all going to disappear. 
when that when this happens. Uh, Richard Pryor had a funny joke. Um, With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. He was talking about Chicago in the middle of winter, and that's one cold place. He said, uh, in Chicago, you just run into the uh, storefront. <laughs> because it's so cold and it's crowded with people and all of a sudden racism disappears when it's freezing cold and that's exactly right and and I, and and I think that uh, I think that's what's going to happen and we're just going to need each other because it's going to be so uh, precarious and people I think you guys if if you guys can group together in one rural setting or semi-rural setting even or uh, you know to help each other when when it really comes because some people are really good at growing one thing. Some people are really good at another. Some people have a big greenhouse. Some people have a small greenhouse. And I think that that's where we have to go. I don't think it's actually going to do us any good because they're going to finally round us up too. But um, uh, we at least can avoid the trouble that's coming uh, for in, the, in, the, in the near term. I think things are going to be crazier and crazier. And then in the election of 2024, that's going to like break the back of, of this whole thing. And then we move into the fourth, out of the fourth turning and into the first turning of the next turn, uh, whatever that's going to be. Right now, there's groups that are vying. You said that there's secret societies that appear to be fighting each other. That's right. There's a secret society that wants a, um, um, a weak military, socialism, everybody on Medicare. <coughs> in complete control of everything. But there's another secret society who's just as nasty as that secret society, and they want a strong military. Uh, they want to be the boss of the world, um, and they uh, want to be the top, and they want to do it here in the United States. They've given up on the international thing. That's the big thing that, that's happening right in front of us is everybody's giving up on this international globalist idea. And it's everybody all at once. China is being hit really hard by uh, Trump, who truly does appear to be an anti-globalist um, for what, everything else that he's doing. And um, he's also playing a dicey game where the main secret society that rules the United States is he appears to be on their side he's also refusing to do certain things for them that they really want done. Like they don't want the troops to leave Syria. Okay. But he wants to get them out. Right. Um, he destroyed his justice department, destroyed the Epstein, uh, Mossad operation, uh, which was, um, 
you know, uh, uh, videotaping people having uh, sex, like, you know, politicians, underage children, or underage uh, uh, minors. And so that operation is now broken apart, right? And it can never be resurrected because everybody now is on the, na on the game. So nobody's ever going to fall for this again. So he has destroyed that. And there's another thing he did that uh, goes against what they want. I can't quite remember, but it is kind of weird to watch what he's doing because he appears to know who his enemies are. And he knows how powerful they really are. So, but he is also working for this new faction that is has decided that while they want to maintain themselves as the boss, they're not. They're now not going to do this internationally. They're going to do it here in the United States. I don't know what made them change their mind. Uh, something scared them or something. But now they're all moving everything back. Apple's moving their plants back to Texas. Everything's coming back. All the money's coming back. And it's like, I wonder what's going on here, right? I really do. It's as if somebody knows something and they're all moving in and making like the, we're going to be the fort with the – and I hear the thing is also that the United States is such a strange place because we have, I think, 36,000 miles of rivers well, Europe has 6,000, China has like 5,000, Russia has like 7,000, but we have that much, and we have all, and that's all farmland. So we're actually in some ways the best place to be right now. We're not a net exporter very much, so if a whole world falls into nationhood again, we may get hit by 6 or 7% of our economy by not trading with people anymore, we can survive and grow all of our own food. We've got all of our own oil now. Uh, so I don't know. I think the United States is is becoming some kind of fortress from the world. And and, and these and, and this, uh, this new emerging secret society also doesn't want the immigration. So they're, um, I believe they're a band of uh, uh, intel people, military people, and um, – uh, uh, businessmen who have seen who the other guys are and it scared the living crap out of them. That's what I think. And they banded together recently to destroy this previous secret society. And that's the civil war we're seeing right now. It is a civil war. And it's, a, it's an incredible civil war. And going back to the other civil war, um, we have to understand that you know, the, the secret society, the, the Rothschild England, they were paying for both sides of the slavery, anti-slavery argument. So even Lincoln pointed that out in his letters about how, how isn't it strange that the same people are paying for both sides. In other words, they're funding both sides. Why? And he knew, he says, to break us up. So we break up into 10 or 15 different little countries, and then they can control us easier. You know, I'm not a big fan of Lincoln. I think he did a lot of things wrong. But in this one instance, I think maybe he might have done the right thing and saved us. And I think that uh, I think that's almost exactly what's going on right now. Just in, on the Internet, we're not shooting each other. We're just destroy, uh, the left, especially, is destroying people's lives. But um, uh, so that's why I think we are, and it's quite entertaining. And get your popcorn. And then it also wilder seems wilder. It yeah, it also seems to coincide with people awakening. Um, you know, people coming to realize some of the things that are happening. I don't know if it's it's something 
cosmic, I don't know what it is, but it's a global phenomenon that people seem to be realizing the darkness, things going on behind the scenes. Right. Um, we've seen some crazy things happen in the mainstream media with the admittance of UFO phenomenon. Um, there's all this stuff that seems to be culminating, and it feels like something big is in our future. Yeah, it is, and it is. It's, it's something so wild, it's beyond our imagination. You really need to listen to some of these uh, guys who are working on, on the quantum computer fronts. I mean, these guys are, this thing is going to, I don't know, man. Uh, we have to, like, really have a deep conversation about uh, when they're already working. Uh, so what they're now is they're going to build a complex of, like, hundreds of them wired together. And then, then I don't know, man. That's, that's, I, they could, they're going to be able to invent anything you want. I mean, this just uh, this isn't like you know five years from now. This is like three years from now. And then we have the uh, what do you call it? The um, the splice, the DNA splicing. What's it called? Um, CRISPR. Uh, so hey, they yeah. can actually literally go into your DNA and cut out anything. Uh, any any chance of you getting cancer, any chance of you getting uh, diabetes, oh, everything. They can go right in right now. They have it. They're working on it. They're doing it. Um, they can uh, – It is the CRISPR stuff is just outrageous. I mean, and this is all done deal. So when they hook the CRISPR stuff up to the quantum computers, you're, everybody's going to go to the doctor and get their blood changed. You just go to the doctor, you get your blood changed, your blood runs through this CRISPR thing. It removes all the DNA that can affect your future in bad ways. They also could probably give you a high IQ. <laughs> I mean, I've been watching documentaries on this, amazing. And then put the blood back in your body, and now you're immune to all of it. And this is like, could happen right now. They, they, I would say they are doing it right now. I would say the elites are doing it. And that's where we're at right now also is these technologies are racing so quickly ahead and we have to uh, harbor the notion that, you know, we cannot let just the elites have this technology. And I think that's their plan also is just have all of this and they may already have it. I mean, we know the secret space program has been around for since the 50s. So we know they're super advanced. Uh, in, ahead of us as far as technology. So I would say they already have all of the ability to um, give everybody 500-year lives or more, actually. I think it's already here on Earth. Now, speaking of the secret space program, how far do you think we've actually gone with this? Do you think that we have off-planet operations right now? you think we have operations on the moon and Mars? Yep. I do. I think we had Project Horizon in the uh, late 1960s, which was a plan to put a thousand men on on the moon for uh, to control the space, right? Because high ground is as uh, as uh, the the a book of war says, a high ground. The two things you want are surprise and the high ground. And what better? That would give you surprise and the high ground. And I think that we're probably around Mars or on Mars. Um, and um, I think we have uh, uh, ships that um, are based on this technology that uses the ionization of space and can get you up to Mars three hours uh, super fast. In fact, the hardest parts of the thing are the slowing down 
part. So you have to make sure that you hit the slowdown at, at the right exact mark. And all this stuff is, uh, you know, patented and ready to go. So I can't imagine why they haven't already done it. Over and over, researchers have told me that, you know, they invented a, a suit that made you invisible. And, and then they were called into the Navy and the Navy they did a demonstration. And the Navy said, oh, well, we're really not interested. And then leave. And then, of course, you'd hear, you know, a year and a half later that somebody was walking in the woods and they saw right, some of the fingerprints from his, his uh, invisibility suit. And this happens all the time. I mean, inventors have their... So when the supercomputers come, nobody will invent anything, you see. Because as soon as you invent it, the supercomputer, as soon as you just talk about it, the supercomputer will already have it invented. And before you got the phone down or even had your cup of coffee in the morning, it's already a done deal. That's a really good idea. Let's do it. And it's going to be 3D printers. Are going to, and it's just, and this is like soon. And your generation is going to, not going to even be able to, I mean, if you write a really good book, the supercomputer will take it and print it before you can have it. And so it's going to be like hard to create art hard to create anything original because it's going to be stolen from you as soon as you get it. And there's not going to be any copyright or anything because things are going to be happening so fast and so real time. You won't be able to prove it. You, you go argue with the AI that they just stole your stuff, right? The AI is not going to be listening to you. In fact, they'll probably go against your social credit rating. So you won't say a word. And uh, that's why I fear we're going to, what I'd like to see is, uh, a world where people go and move more out in the rural areas and we grow our own food and we have our high technology, but we don't let it dominate us. And we have rules as, as a society about like Facebook stealing our stuff and, and, and we can't let any of that happen. And I think we need to have some kind of summit. Uh, where, uh, you know, with, with, with members of Congress and president and a summit on how, what, what we're going to do with these inventions that are coming right smacking at us uh, in the very near future so that we don't let the inventions get ahead of us. I think that's my greatest fear. It makes me think that uh, some of this disclosure talk is an excuse to roll out some of this secret space technology. It does seem like that. And then Trump's Space Force suddenly they're going to have all these inventions, right, that I've, I've, I've known about now for over 20 years, right, you watch, they're going to have a thing that's going to look like a van, like a, like a, like a, a car, but it won't have any wheels, you watch, that's the moon buggy, and, 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 and you can get, like, 10 guys can get in one, and, you know, and they can fly around, and so, and also, um, the, the only way out of, of our problems with the cutting off of our electricity and our coal power plants and not building nuclear plants is we're kind of putting ourselves in a corner, right? Because we rely so much on electricity and technology now that if we don't have that electricity, we're going to go functionally uh, be so inefficient as a society that it, it won't work. But I think that they're going to bring out around 2024, free energy. <clears throat> and it's going to be paired with, they're already starting to release it. They just invented the solid-state battery, supposedly. They just invented it. This sucker will hold a charge on your phone for like a year with one charge. And if you have solar power and you got 10 of these babies, man, 
you can like uh, power a warehouse uh, with what, you, what you're generating on a daily basis. So I think everything's uh, right on the edge of changing. And I think Trump is, again, I'm not saying that. I, I like Trump. I'm just looking at him as this weird catalyst force uh, in, in, of nature, really. Something that had to happen, whether you like it or not. And, uh, um, and I think that he's the catalyst for this gigantic, huge change that's going to happen. And uh, the beneficiaries, if we can pull off the guarding of the high technologies from destroying us, you know, your generation will be the beneficiaries of something very positive, I think. You know, I, I think that we have a, we're at the cusp right now of either becoming robotitons or a golden age of sorts where, you know, you can be operated on by the best doctor who lives in, you know, Switzerland, but he's got, you know, he can operate on you, you know, where you live in Podog, Idaho or something. And, and so we have to make sure that these technologies are shifted down to us because we can't let the elites control them. So in that way, I think that I'm kind of for it, the chaos that's going on right now because it means that nothing, that everything can be seen and nothing can be guarded and therefore we can watch what's happening and make when the chaos slows down, I think it will slow down again by 2024, we'll be learning how to live with these cosmic rays coming down on top of us. I think we'll calm down a little bit by then. Now, um, getting back to how we're influenced by Hollywood and, and the use of culture creation, um, it seems today that they're not even hiding the occult symbolism any, anymore. It's so blatantly obvious, and everything that I'm watching, like especially on Netflix, everything is about witchcraft and the devil and demons, and yeah. it's just everything nowadays is is more obvious it's not being hidden anymore do you think that we're also being prepared for something spiritually um that they want us to go towards um i think it's it's not something that they want us to go towards what's what's going on here is that <clears throat> they're really <clears throat> you have a um you have a parallel there's there's a parallel earth that sits right with our earth. And there's a parallel you and a parallel me, which sits right with us. And it's, you know, called your astral earth or your astral self, your astral being. And um, your astral being in the dream states and in meditation and sometimes on psychedelics can actually travel within the multidimensional astral space that exists around the planet. And so I think what is going on here, and I, but I also think, that, that, so I think that when you die, if you've lived a pretty good life, you go up into these upper spherical realms. They're like an onion ring around the earth, and each one has its own properties. Uh, people who like Robert Monroe or Emanuel Swedenborg have gone, gone out of their bodies and recorded everything and come back, and a lot of the mystics from the East also agree that this is what's probably going on. But there's also seven realms below, okay, in the, in, into the earth. And I know this sounds freaky and weird, but um, miners deep down in mines have recorded, Art Bell did a show on this, recorded sounds that sounds like hundreds of people screaming. And um, so what I'm contending to you is just like in Egypt where 
when you die, your soul is weighed. And if, if it's heavier than a feather, then you go into Hades. If it's lighter than a feather, you go up into your ock or your light body goes up into, into the realm of the birds, which is the sky above it. And so I think what is going on here is that we're in some kind of weird, contentious um, game where if they can convince you to place weight on your soul, then you will feed the hell realms below us. And I think that's what their goal is. I think that's what materialism is. I think that's what porno is. I think heavy drugs, it's the same thing. I think that magic, and not just magic, but occult magic where you're trying to manipulate reality. I think that's very dangerous to do. What you want to do, actually, instead of using your astral body to manipulate the physical world, which actually is pretty easy, to be honest with you. Um, what you really want to do is that is the opposite of what alchemy is. Alchemy is realizing that there's this parallel universe around you filled with etheric energy, plasma energy, if you will, and find something that can gather up that energy, okay, until it's highly concentrated, and then consume it. So what that does is that you become more of a multidimensional in-between-the-world's being. So not only do you live longer because you're not down in the physical, but so, so the alchemist is reaching out to this parallel world and gathering up the energy and using it for spiritual reasons. The occultist is drawing down that same power, right, but using it to control people. And uh, that's completely different. That's that's where the rubber meets the road, and if you and you will have a very unpleasant uh, experience when you die if you're doing that. If you're in any way manipulating people on a on an intentional way, um, you're, that's 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 dark magic. It seems like what you're saying is they're intentionally trying to collectively lower our vibrational frequency, right? That's right. Yeah. That's what it's all about, and that's what all those things I named do. That's what porno does. That's what heavy drugs does. That's what um, not exercising does. That's what, you know, not doing something every day to um, give your brain that lift, you know, something positive that you do every day. It doesn't really matter. It could be poetry or whatever, a walk in the woods, but whatever gives you that little lift every day. That's what you want to continue to do, and... Um, and get in touch with these forces that are all around us. They actually are intelligent and actually want you to get in touch with them. Uh, and they, they do help you. I mean, they help you in every way. And, uh, and, and so you don't die. Um, but what happens is, is that you do, you, you do go to different realms. And what you want to do is you want to you know, study and imagine what realms you really want to go to because otherwise these dark forces will – they're like animals. They're like, they're like wolves in the woods, hunting day and night. That's what I feel like they are. And they're looking for victims all the time. And they're, they come in all different stripes and all different ways of how to suck your chi and get, get it out of you. And uh, everything from the terrible foods that they serve us to, um, to the porno and to the movies and the disturbing um, 
imagery and everything. And I'm not saying that all of that's bad. I mean, sometimes, you know, they can make a, a film that actually uh, shows you this kind of thing going on. Like the recent film Joker, it actually kind of showed you the effects of this madness uh, on, on a man, you know, until he goes completely crazy. And it's just nothing but negativity in all directions. And, and this is kind of, I believe that's the cautionary tale of our day is that they, these forces, i.e. Gotham or the city, is after you and wants to destroy you. And is doing everything it can to destroy you until you lash out or commit suicide. And, of course, the Joker is confused as to which thing he wants to do eventually, of course, he, t he commits murder. But, um, and that's what they want. They want that murder. They want that chaos, that darkness. His soul is now forever trapped. Um, even though he was kind of a sweet guy at the start of the movie, you know, uh, now his soul is completely trapped. And so that's what they want. And, uh, <clears throat> and uh, they want you to be totally unaware of any of this. They, 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 they want you to be completely uh, in the dark about all of it. Now I'm glad you went to film analysis. Uh, you get you did the great uh, Hollywood Decoded series, and I've had uh, Jay Dyer on as well a couple of times. Yeah, so, okay. are there any films besides Joker that you've kind of analyzed recently and seen any uh, you know um, messages, profound messages in the film? Yeah, actually, I saw. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh yeah, uh, Twenty Eight Days Later again. I didn't see it. I saw it once when it came out. I sort of enjoyed it um, and when it came out, but I, I, I had some kind of free service on my TV and they had it on. I don't like ads, and so there was no ads. And so I started watching it, and, and, and I was struck by how in that film, everybody tries to do the right thing, but nobody ever does the right thing. But they are all, everybody in the movie is trying to do the right thing. The animal rights activists at the beginning of the movie are trying to save the animals. The scientist that tries to stop them, he's trying, he knows that they've got this rabid disease. So he's trying to stop the animal rights activists. Then the hero is trying to do the right thing. And, but everybody messes up. Every, everything they do backfires on them. And I think that's kind of, you know, the law of unintended consequences. So um, I, I rethink that movie. And I think it's actually one of the better uh, horror films uh, that I've seen. You know, the... The way that they're trying to steer us um, and the occult symbolism and, and, you know, trying to bring us uh, to a lower vibrational frequency. Um, you know, where do you think that's we're going when it comes to this? Uh, do you see us going this route of a lower vibrational collective consciousness or do you see us actually awakening and rising out of this? Well, I can tell you there is an awakening going on. I'm old enough to see it. Um, I, I remember, as I, I, I like to joke, I remember when I would talk like this and at a party and get disinvited from the party uh, 25 years ago, and now I actually get invited to parties to talk about these things. So there's been a complete shift. And, you know, I just noticed, you know, I hope, I think a lot of it has to do with Gaia. Uh, I just noticed that people are more attuned into things now. Um, I had a plumber come over to fix my pipes, you know, a few months ago, and, and, and he looked at me and says, oh, yeah, I can fix this. And then he said, and then he took to me and said, can you, uh, can you leave? And I said, well, why? He goes, I have to meditate on this first. And he sat down, and I heard him 
humming and chanting and on the floor of my <laughs> dingy uh, laundry room, right, uh, before he did the plumbing. And I thought, well, the world certainly has changed because I remember when plumbers were just, you know, hard drinking, you know, tough guys. And uh, so I think the world has changed quite a bit, actually. And I think it's changed for the better. And uh, that's why I think if we don't blow it and there are forces in our society that want us to blow it, if we don't blow it, we can move away from these elites and their power structures and create our own society. So Bitcoin and Ethereum and those kinds of things are ways we can move away from it. Um, like I said, smaller communities are decentralized, uh, new forms of energy and power, and uh, that's how we're going to defeat uh, these guys, not being caught in their cities. Um, that is a huge thing, I think, because that's what they want. And we have to resist Agenda 21 at every turn. And um, uh, Rosie... Forget her name now. She's an anti-Agenda 21 woman. She's all white hair. She's on YouTube. I can't remember, can't remember her name. But watch her videos if you can. I'll try to remember her name. But uh, she's really got it down pegged. And, um, and uh, there's actually a movie um, called uh, Judge Dredd. came out about five years ago. That's the best depiction of Agenda 21 or Agenda 2030, I mean, that on, on inside. I think there's a reason why that film kind of got doused. You really can't see it anywhere. They don't put it up, you know, on cable networks or anything. You have to really dig to find it. So it's actually a pretty good movie. And from what I hear from many researchers about the Agenda 2030, and from what I'm seeing, the way things are actually going is it's going to backfire in the end on these elites, that in the end we most likely will have a utopian society, and you know all these things that hold us in this matrix slave system will be destroyed. I agree. I think that's exactly what's going on. I think it's happening really rapidly. I remember... What's his name? Uh, uh, Zbigniew News Brzezinski is on a YouTube, you know, like a couple of years before he died. You know, going, we have to get going faster. They're waking up too quickly, right? And that's exactly right. And but they can't. The cat is out of the bag for whatever they can do on YouTube to destroy it or whatever. The cat is out of the bag already. Like everybody's hip to the game all the way down to 15-year-olds, right? So it's already done. It's a done deal. They, they, there's nothing that they can do to stop it. It was. It got out, and now it can't go back, right? Even to the point where all of the great uh, conspiracy books uh, are free on the Internet at, believe it or not, CIA.gov. You can get all of Fritz Spitzmeyer's books and, I mean, all of them. Every single great book ever written, Project Mind Control. I mean, all the classics of, 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 of this genre are all <laughs> up on CIA.gov. Now, you tell me what's going on. Right. We definitely live in fascinating times. And Jay, thank you so much for taking the time to be here tonight. Yeah. I really appreciate it. And we're going to have you back on in the future because it's always fascinating talking yeah. to you. Glad to be here.